Greetings! Welcome to this Power for Positive Living podcast. My name is James Huey and I am your host for this podcast series. Offering openness and caring through the gifts of listening hospitality, I invite you to join me as we explore diverse topics for enriching the quality of your life. Power for Positive Living and Friendship. One of the most frequent questions that many people, if not most, ask about themselves as they grow from childhood to becoming an adult is some form of the question, who am I? Since asking this type of question at age 18 or 21 will most likely bring forth an answer that is entirely different at ages 35 or age 50 or 70, It can be most helpful for an individual to periodically take some time and invest and explore who the current me actually is. Becoming more aware of the numerous ways that we change and evolve over the years is a very healthy way to understand our own individual self-image. Having an accurate understanding of our own self-image can increase the possibilities that we shall make positive and healthy choices for our future life journey. While information tends to be our friend, accurate information tends to be even a better friend. There are many ways to explore and clarify our perceptions of the current me. We can converse with family and friends. We can write in a personal journal. We can incorporate our questions into our prayer life. We can seek professional assistance to provide us with a more objective viewpoint of what is taking place with us. After many years of assisting others, as well as introspecting my own life, I am very aware that there is absolutely no one way that you and I can answer the question of who am I. There is no one best way for everyone. I have learned that what worked for a person last year may or may not be the most productive method this year or even five years from now. Each of us is an individual and we have a unique life journey that has brought us to the point where we are today. Trying to live our life by following the decisions and dictates of others tends to lead us to states of emotional frustration. Whether one uses these specific words or some nebulous collection of thoughts, feelings, and beliefs, wellness psychology encourages each of us to structure some concrete ways to explore and find the current answers that we have to who am I. Some individuals who listened to earlier podcasts, parts one, two, and three in this series, have asked for some additional examples of introspective questions that they might use for their own personal life journey in exploring this question of who am I. These examples of introspective questions are modeled on the way that I would use to construct a self-exploratory exercise when I was facilitating a personal retreat format with an individual. These are examples only and are not 
ever meant to be the way for others to construct their own introspective path. I shall present some sample areas that one might consider exploring in greater detail to better understand the current me. Within each area, there are endless questions that one can construct to probe ourselves in our quest for self-learning. You are encouraged to ask questions that fit you, not your family or your friends. This is an exercise for learning more about the unique person you are and not for meeting some arbitrary external standard. The questions I offer for you to consider do require some thought. So I encourage you to make liberal use of the pause button as you listen. This pausing between hearing questions can be most helpful if you are using some type of written format for this self-study. Using some type of written method also allows you to ponder certain areas of your life when you are not listening to this podcast. You may decide to listen to parts one, two, and three of this podcast series before listening to part four. Each part is structurally made to stand alone, so no sequencing is necessary. As always, use any method which best fits you as the unique person you are. Let's begin with an area of living life that might be of interest to you and offer some sample questions for consideration as you seek current answers to the question of, who am I? The first area I will offer for your consideration is the whole area of your parents and family life. We tend to edit our feelings toward our mothers and fathers, especially if the parent in question is deceased. Describe your most basic emotional reactions to each of your parents. Please remember that negative emotions are no indictment of your parents. It isn't what they said, but only what you heard that has resulted in your particular personal feelings. Is or was either of your parents a friend and confidant as well as a parent to you? Do you find it difficult to compare your parents with other persons? What are or were your parents' most outstanding qualities? How did the relationships between the two parents you had affect you? Try to verbalize the most fundamental message that you heard from your immediate family about yourself and your relationships with members of the family. Is this message from the family a message of acceptance or mere toleration? A message of affection or disaffection? Desire to be closer or more of a desire to remain distant? Or is it a message of admiration or disapproval? After writing your family's reactions and messages to you, try to write your feelings and your messages to your family in the same way. How have your feelings toward your family affected your personal self-concept and the relationships that you now have with either your family and or with other people? A second area that I would offer for self-exploration is one that is significant to many, if not most people, and that is the area of God. Questions that I offer for you to consider are, What emotions does the thought of God stimulate in you? In general, do you feel like a child in the lap of his father, a student in a classroom, 
a man in debt dealing with his creditor, a slave standing before his master. What do the thoughts of God do to you? Do they affirm, reprehend, frighten, support, console, free, inhibit? If God had a face, describe the look that he would most probably give you and then write it as you would verbalize it. What is God saying to you? Have you ever felt angry at God for not granting a favor or for taking a loved one in death? Do you ever feel estranged, separated, distant from God? What is your emotional reaction to theological God talk? Could this reaction reflect some of your deeper feelings in you? What were your feelings at the time in your life when God seemed the most real to you? If you could receive a specific answer from God, what particular question would you ask him? Why? What does God is love mean to you? How is God similar to and yet different than religion in your life? If God were to ask you, how do you feel about me and where do I fit into your life? What would be your answer in reply? An additional area that tends to be very beneficial and helpful for many persons is the one I will offer now called Write Your Own Obituary. We frequently say all of our nice things about some people only after they are dead. We may never try to say nice things about ourselves, at least not in an obvious way. In your own advanced obituary, try to work up the nerve to verbalize all of what is good, decent, and lovable in yourself. If you were to die at this point in your life, how would you summarize your life and your person? Do not use the usual who, what, where, and when format in writing this obituary, but try rather to describe who you really were, your greatest achievement, your most consistent virtue, the most unusual thing about yourself, your most endearing quality, your greatest ability, the things for which you hope to always be remembered after you die. Finally, at the end of your obituary, compose an epitaph to be inserted on your tombstone, which would best summarize everything, like, here lies. The next area that I will offer for your consideration is the area of intimacy. Some questions for you to consider. Are you comfortable or uncomfortable at the prospect of being emotionally very close to other human beings, knowing and being known as completely as possible by them. Intimacy has frightening aspects for everyone. What would you fear most about intimacy? What is the most positive aspect for you? Do you find intimacy easier with people to whom you are related, like family, or non-relatives? Do you handle the difference between physical and emotional intimacy in different ways? How important are friends to you? If you had to move from your present location, how deeply would you feel the loss of your immediate presence of these people in your life? 
Are you more inclined to express your love for others by deep personal sharing and confiding or by doing things for them? Why have you made this choice? Have you made a considerable emotional investment in your friends? What is the meaning of friendship to you? How does it differ from having acquaintances? How do you feel about your own present attitudes toward and accomplishments of human closeness? Is there any need to consider change on your part? If you had to call someone in the middle of the night in an emergency, whom would you call and why? How can you work to minimize any of your worst fears that you may currently have about intimacy? The last area I'll offer in this podcast is the area of human sexuality. Possible questions for us to consider are, are you comfortable or uncomfortable with the fact that you are a sexual being? How do you basically handle your sexuality? How do you feel about so-called norms for sexual behavior and feelings? How do you believe you compare to the social norms of sexuality in your society? What are your feelings when asked to explore your human sexual behaviors and feelings with other people? Are you ever troubled by sexual feelings and fantasies, or do you generally accept them as wholesome, natural, and a good part of your human nature? Discuss the process of how you have developed your current knowledge of sexuality as well as those of your individual feelings, attitudes, and values. Does an exploration of these areas feel comfortable for you? With whom are you willing to share this information on your sexuality within your current friendship or family circle? Why? What does it mean to you emotionally to be a woman? A man, do you ever feel secure in your femininity or masculinity? Or do you feel a need to prove yourself with your femininity or masculinity? How do you do this? Does your notion of sexuality pertain to something you do or something you are? Is your own mind and emotions about love and sexuality inseparable? How do you integrate them? How do you personally separate them? I am hopeful that providing you these specific possibilities will be helpful as an aid for your personal growth and providing some insight into your self-perception of who you see the current me being. At this point, you probably have a better idea of why so few individuals take the extreme amount of time and invest the excessive amount of energy for self-exploration, even when there are so many positive and healthy outcomes for a focused self-study one soon realizes that introspection truly is work. Self-study, as encouraged by wellness psychology, tends to drain a person both in physical and emotional senses. After participation in a personal retreat format, I have seen many persons take significant time to recover from the emotional and physical aspects of intense introspection. If self-study is an area of your interest, I do encourage you to invest time and energy to structure ways of learning about yourself both today 
and for future days and years ahead. After all, the power for positive living is accepting the reality that you and I each have the personal power to construct, manage, and implement the individual choices we each make for our own life journey. This is your friend and host, James Huey. I thank you for listening to me on these podcasts as I share viewpoints from my own experiences with wellness psychology. These views are my gifts to you, my listeners. As your friend and host, I always encourage you to value and nurture yourself as the unique human individual that I believe you are. Until next we meet, I remain committed to power for positive living and friendship. Good day.